Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. As we've been reporting, the death of 22-year-old Gabby Petito is being investigated as a homicide. We begin with the latest on the search to find Brian Laundry, the only person of interest in the homicide death of Gabby Petito. Hello, Crime Creeps. Welcome back for another episode. I'm Mark and Charity, are you here? Charity. Charity! Oh, sorry, Mark. I was down in the crime cave, man, doing some more research. Hi, guys. I'm back. Hey, welcome to the show. Super excited. We have a lot to talk about. Charity, take it away. I know you've been doing some research and you're mad writing in your... uh, old three ring binder over there. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to have carpal tunnel surgery. If anyone knows what that is from all of my douche writings, but that's okay. It's very well worth it, everybody. So as we are in October, as we have said, I do have a little bit of information on a haunted road here in Massachusetts. And I thought that the crime creeps would like to hear about it. I'd actually like to hear about it. So it's called Dudley road and it's in Bill Bill Arica. I have to say it correctly because I actually am from Billerica is how we say it, but it's Billerica, Massachusetts. It's really weird when you look at the sign because it's just Bill Erica. Yeah, it, it actually, yeah, it's exactly how it is spelled. Um, so legends say that um, the hauntings or haunting began at a local nunnery. And there's a nunnery that's actually still on the premise. Huh. Yeah, it's really cool. So when we were kids, we would drive down this road around Halloween time. And we'd get ourselves so scared that we would be like peeing our pants almost. I'm not even lying and making ourselves think we saw stuff. But anyways, that's a side note. Um, So it's said that in the early 19th century, some nuns from the Daughters St. Paul Convent were practicing witchcraft, which very big no-no back then. These nuns were hung without even having a trial. Allegedly, when some of the nuns found out about the hanging, they ran across the field to where Dudley Road is now located. These nuns were captured and hanged in the field. There's a local house that was said to be the house where the nuns practiced their witchcraft. The house is now sunk up to about second story windows, which is really weird because the the house is really creepy looking and it is, it's sunken right into the ground. Um, And locals say there's weird smells and voices and sounds that come from this house at night which is really creepy. Sounds like a place I should visit. Mark, we should go. Want to go for a ride down there with me? I'm, I'm kind of a Sally. I can talk big loud on the microphone, but you get me in I'll summers, it's uh, scary. I'm, I'm can, not leaving the car. I can protect you, Mark. Okay, let's yeah, have at I can, it. I can, I can ward away the scary people. So another story um, is that in the 1950s, a young nun 
was walking back to the convent and she got lost. Well, while she was trying to get back to the convent, she was struck by a vehicle and her body actually was flung into a nearby tree. Kind of makes me laugh. I know it's not right, but every Halloween, you always see that witch that's into the tree with a broom sticking out of it. I wonder if that's where they got this from. I mean, who's to say? But some do say that her ghost has been seen walking on the road and even stops and asks directions sometimes. Sounds like that's kind of a scene from Pee Wee Herman when he gets in the dead truck driver's truck. Oh, my God. Pee Wee Herman. Oh my gosh. So even more, there's a large tree that's still standing near the convent. And there's a story of a nun who became pregnant by a priest, guys, and hung herself on that tree. And there have been many reports from locals seeing a man's figure on the road dressed in farmer's clothing, just hanging out. He's there. He's not there. And everybody who has seen this apparition says that his face is extremely shadowy. It's like dark gray. Yeah. Let's go. uh, Let's go hang out here in the middle of the night. That sounds like fun. So like I said, these are just some of the stories. There's a whole bunch more if you want to read up on them. But like I said, I have personally witnessed this road and it is so creepy. So, so creepy. I'm going to have to Google map it after this. No, it's really creepy, guys. You should go visit it. I personally have had feelings of things. I've never personally saw something. I have had friends who swear they have seen something. Yeah, but that's what friends are for. They're they're only there to freak you out. Even if they didn't see anything, they got to make sure. It may pretend they did. Exactly. So go check it out. Dudley Road in Billerica, Massachusetts. So I was thinking we should do a new segment on the show. And... I love Triple D, you know, Guy Fieri. I also love that commercial that they do that on. I I can't stop laughing. So he's got his own Triple D, and now we do too. We have dimwits, dipshits, and douchebags. What are you going to tell us today? All right, guys. I don't know which one of the three this is, but it's definitely one of them. We should uh, tell the story, and we should have them tell us which one it is. Okay, so a man suspected of arson and vandalism sent a selfie of himself to the police in Ohio because he thought the photo of his for his arrest warrant was very unflattering, Mark. So apparently he did not think that he looked very attractive in the mugshot. So he sent his own? He sent a selfie. Like a modeling agency. Just like a modeling agency. He actually texted the police a photo of himself, which guys, that's how they found him. Yeah, because don't they usually put the GPS coordinates when you take the picture? Yeah. So the police department responded by saying, we thank him for being helpful, but now we would appreciate if he would come to speak with us and was very quickly later apprehended. That's almost like when they do these big busts every once in a while. I don't know if they do them all across the country, but they do them in Massachusetts a lot where they'll send a lot of these criminals their last known location like, Hey, you just won something, something from here. Then all you do is come here on this day and pick it up. And then they show up and they all get arrested. It's like, how dumb are you? Pretty dumb. People are pretty dumb. That That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even get over that. The guy texts a picture of guys, himself. Guys, it was a legit selfie. Like, you know, hold, he held the camera up high. So it made his, his likeness be the most attractive. So he didn't look heavy. It was a real close up of his face. So people really were able to know it was him. Oh, and it was in his car. He was in his car, so you could also figure out what car he was driving. I, I think he might be all three Ds, that's I for mean, sure. I mean, let our listeners decide, Mark. Uh, that's rather funny, actually. Do you have any other Triple D candidates? Unfortunately, Mark, I have a lot of them, and I know we don't have time for all of them. If if the people would like us to do a full episode on these people, it is very plausible. I, I, I think we should probably do that. So here's another one, Mark. 
an aspiring bank robber who wore a terrible disguise of sunglasses and socks over his shoes gave the cashier his full name and address half an hour before he attempted to hold up the branch. This lovely man's name is Dean Smith, 27. He went into his local bank branch and he had to change his address. And while he was in there, he spotted that there was a lot of cash because it was a fucking bank. Yeah, that tends to be what there's there. If I go to McDonald's, I know there's going to be food. Right. So what he did was he got so excited about all the cash, he returned and in his disguise, he demanded the money, but fled empty handed when the cashier refused. It was easy for police to track him down. He admitted he had been very stupid. That was in his own words. Yeah. I mean, kind of like a dimwit. I mean, he just was in the bank. Changing his address. Yeah, this is where I'm going to be at after I rob you in a half an hour. Come see me. In the same clothes, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Oh, gotta love people. <laughs> I do love people. I had, I have to say, I had a really fun time reading a bunch of these. I just love knowing how the other half of society lives. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, Charity, what is going on on the case this week? So Mark, we now know the cause of death is strangulation. That breaks my heart because that is such a up close and personal attack. Strangulation is one of the worst because he, I mean, he obviously was right there in her face. Yes. And, um, you know, they didn't say how they didn't say that there were some of the, the questions that were asked to Dr. Brent Blue, who was the coroner. They asked if the question was it done with his hands? Was it done with an item? And he said, you know, I, I can't release any of that type of information, which I think is smart. I actually was surprised they released what they did. I was too. I was very surprised, but they, you know, they're not going to release the talks report. They're not going to release the specifics. So that part's good. So uh, I did you watch the press conference with all the questions? I did not. I wanted to hear from you because I knew that you had researched this. So I actually wanted to get the initial response from you. Okay. So um, basically what Dr. Brent Blue said was that Gabby Petito died by strangulation three to four weeks prior. So I went back the three weeks. And if it, if it was three weeks or around three weeks, that would have been like the 28th, I believe which kind of would make sense. That actually puts it right in line with the Merry Little Piglets incident then. It does. And that, weren't they seen later that night on the side of the road? They some That's where they have the video driving by and that van is right there near where she was found. Correct. Yeah. So it all makes sense here. It adds up a little bit, so unfortunately. If, real quick, if we before we get into the whole the whole uh, press conference and stuff. So August 30th was the last text to Gabby's mom and the body was found on the 19th of September. So August 30th was the last text. As we remember, the family said, we do not think that text came from her. They're not sure, but they don't think that. I mean, it came now from her I think phone. we're sure. 
that it came from her. That it didn't come from her. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think we've now yeah. proven that. Um, the last FaceTime she did with her mother was on the 24th. And then on the 25th through the 27th, she actually was constantly texting back and forth with her family. So that's a little interesting. And then on August 29th, we have that Miranda Baker, that TikToker, who said that they actually picked him up and he was by himself. So by the 29th, he was alone. Man, what a scumbag. You know what, Charity? I If they find this douche nozzle dead... I'm going to be pissed because that's not doing justice for Gabby. It's not doing justice for Gabby's family. Honestly, I think the only kind of justice we can get is if he serves the rest of his life in prison and we take every one of his meals and we blend it and we make him drink it out of a plastic water bottle. Ooh, yeah, because he hates plastic water bottles. And can we put really unhealthy food in there? I think we should. I think we owe it. I mean, this is just this guy. Let's give him high cholesterol. We should. This guy just... Every single episode we do, I just hate him more and more. I oh. just think he's the worst of the worst. It's absolutely disgusting. It is disgusting to just run off like that. Stand up and be a man and tell everybody what fucking happened. If you say it was now, now if he comes back and says, oh, it was an accident. Now it's even harder to believe because then why did you flee? How do you accidentally strangle somebody? Exactly. That's, a, that's, that's the part that's going to be really, really, really hard really hard. What a douche. So before we, we move along, let's first um, talk a little bit about Dr. Brent Blue. He is the Teton County coroner. On September 19th, Blue's office confirmed it had dispatched to collect Petito's remains from a dispersed camping site off the Spread Creek Road in Bridger Teton National Forest, just outside of Grand Teton National Park. So Blue maintains a board certified family and emergency medical practice in Jackson, Wyoming, according to his bio in St. John's Health. He completed his residency at the University of California, San Francisco, and graduated from the University of Louisville School of Medicine. So he comes highly accredited. Oh, highly accredited. Yeah. Yeah. He's been doing this for a long time. So I listened to the actual press conference and at first I was thinking to myself, why are these people asking such stupid questions? So I'm going to give you an example. John Walsh does, I don't know if everyone knows who he is. He has a a show called In Pursuit with John Walsh. And he first said, you know, it was his turn to speak. And he said, I think everyone in the world believes Brian Laundrie killed Gabby. With your extensive work on the body, are you sure that it's Brian Laundrie? And will the FBI issue a nationwide homicide warrant now that they know the cause of death? Dr. Blue was not able to answer that question, obviously, because it's it's a question of... he basically said, that's, uh, that's not, this isn't my job. My job is to perform an autopsy. My job is to not. You know, why is John Walsh asking if he's going to have a warrant so issued? That's, that's what I said too. And, and, and Dr. Blue was very good. He just said, you know, you'd have to refer to the FBI and law enforcement for that. That's not my job. A little while later, John Walsh was, was able to ask another question and pretty much asked almost the same question reworded and got the same answer. So at is first, he just I'm looking like, for sound bites? I just, so at first I'm like, Wow. Why is he like, he's a smart guy. Why is he asking such stupid questions? Then I thought to myself, maybe just maybe he was trying to slip up the doctor a little bit and see if he would release something that he probably does know because like if there were handprints or if there were this or that, he probably does know something. And oh, I, I think get John Walsh might've been, cause at first I'm like, well, how stupid, but is it really stupid? Or was he trying to like, I don't know, maybe kind of just stump him a little bit. Cause obviously this is a man who probably isn't in front of a camera a lot. Yeah. And John Walsh is so. 
and he's John Walsh. Yeah, maybe there. That actually hits me going. That might be a little something that's true there. I just thought maybe. Uh, I don't know. You I also got to say, I did see that somebody was posing as Brian Enton, who I think is a saint. Like for this case, yes. like I love him. Shame on you because you guys said some very inappropriate things under Brian's name, and it was not Brian. I can't even believe oh, people where, did that. Where, where was this? This was on this Zoom call. They ended up blocking it out, but I did see some screen grabs of very inappropriate questions and racial questions that were asked. And oh my god, I didn't know that. Brian Enton is amazing for this case, and we want him on the show. If, tweet oh at Brian god. and say, "Come on, Case Watch." That would be amazing, actually. So another thing that Dr. Brent Blue was asked was um, he was asked how it was working on such a high profile case. And this is where he, I don't want to say slipped up. His opinion kind of came out a little bit. And he said, you know, I, it's unfortunate. I'll read you exactly what he said. He said, unfortunately, this is only one of many deaths around the country of people who are involved with domestic violence. And it's unfortunate that these other deaths did not get as much coverage as this one. So he basically kind of did say, this is what I think happened, that it was a domestic violence case. But he does have a point, right? We all want justice for Gabby. We all feel horrible for the family. But he must see so many of these cases, so many. And not one person comes by and asks about it, you know? But in the grand scheme of things, like my take on that is... My takeaway is basically bringing light to domestic violence, even in this one case, brings it to a broader audience and kind of lets people know what to look out for. So even though it seems like it's only focused on one person, I I believe the net cast is rather wide and it kind of brings a lot of exposure to the issue in general. That's a really good point. I agree with that, actually. It is because, you know, just talking about one case, just one person listening might now be a little more aware of it and say if they see something might say something. Oh, absolutely. I agree, Charity. So, Mark. I'm a little confused at why they did come out with the statement and told everybody about the strangulation. I don't know why they did that and not release anything else. Because if there was stuff they're holding back because of the investigation, I guess maybe they figured this would just give a little closure. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still wondering the same thing because I, I was very surprised when I watched the little bits that I did that they even released anything. Yeah. I didn't think they were going to. I can't make sense off of why they brought any of this out. I think they should have kept it in. I honestly, truly think that they just wanted to give us a little bite of what happened. They had to give us a nugget to kind of let people back off a little bit. I think I totally agree with that. I think that people are asking so many questions that they had to give a little bit of a bite. And I I did feel bad for the doctor because... I mean, they were, the, the questions were pretty much kind of the same all over and over. Can you tell us about any talks report? And he said, oh, I don't, I, I don't deal with that. I just performed the autopsy. Can you tell us where their marks on her neck, whether this, whether that, you know, going on and on and on. And he couldn't answer them. So they pretty much put him up there and said, this is the only thing you can say. Sorry, but you're going to get bombarded with questions. I think if they released this, that they did have enough stuff that they were able to hold back that they could use. And unfortunately, with her being out there for three to four weeks, like they said, I think the state of decomp was fairly advanced, especially in the heat. And I know that they did finally release her, her remains to be immediately cremated for the family. It's just a sad, sad situation all the way around. And I felt for the doctor when he said, you know, there's somebody asked that, like, what was the condition of her body? And he basically just kept saying, well, it was, it was out there for three to four weeks. And that's all I'm going to say on that. He didn't want to go into it and say what happens to a body when that, you know, probably out of respect for her family, friends, parents, everybody. It's horrible. Brian, 
we need to find you. You you deserve that plastic water bottle lunch for the rest of your life. I, I just, I am sickened that somebody can do this to another human being. I'm very sickened too. Charity, what's come out of the laundry attorney's camp after this uh, has been released? Well, Mark, the lovely Mr. Bertolino has released yet another statement. Now, this statement really upset Nicole, Gabby's mom. And she even said his words are like garbage. So let me, would you like me to read what he said? I, I do want to hear this. While Brian Laundrie is currently charged with the unauthorized use of a debit card belonging to Gabby, Brian is only considered a person of interest in relation to Gabby Petito's demise. At the time, Brian is still missing, and when he is located, we will address the pending fraud charge against him. So they're they're just going to address the fraud charge. Yeah, Bertolino has been putting out a lot of unneeded statements lately. I honestly feel like at this point, I'm going to fucking drive to work and I'm going to see the better call Bertolino signs on the side (laughs) of the road pretty soon. It's just, you sicken me. You, you're not much better than any of them at this point. Yeah. I don't, I don't, why would you release that? Like, why would you say that? The parents are still grieving. They like, I'm sure they already had known how she actually died, but everybody else just finds out now how that she was strangled to death. I actually don't think they knew until this. No, because when we discuss this case that I, I'm working on for you, you'll, you'll see how the system actually works. Oh. You're actually going to, a little bit of a tidbit, you're actually going to hear from the family directly because they are being interviewed by myself. Wow. So you'll you'll hear how the whole process works from start to end with one of these cases. Okay, so, so even worse to me now. So the family just finds out that their beautiful 22-year-old daughter who had her whole life ahead of her was not only killed, but to strangle to death, which is a very personal way to kill somebody. By the person you entrusted with them. To the D-bag. Ugh. To the D-bag that you entrusted. I hope he has to eat like bags of chips and shit. I hope all he can find is like go through trash and get like old Doritos that have ants on them. <laughs> Fuck that. Charity, I have to ask you, we're a couple weeks into this now. Where do you think he is now? I know we talked before and you said you thought he was in Canada. I actually, I, I laughed at you when you said that. And I was like, no, he's in Mexico. But I actually kind of feel maybe he's in upstate New York now. Really? I do because it's very rural. His lawyer is in New York. His family is originally from New York. So he's familiar with that whole area. And if he was into hiking as much as he was, he's going to know all the back roads and trails in upstate New York. And I think it puts him by his attorney. I'm actually coming north where you were. Where do you think he is now? Uh, I don't know. I mean, right. It would be, it would be. Not that he is smart at all people, but it would be smarter of him to try, I think, to get into a different country somehow. So that's the only reason I was thinking Canada and then he's a hiker, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I think that anymore. I don't know what I think. That's an interesting one. New York, though, that could be a very, very big possibility. I think that whole family structure between his family, the attorney's family, I think there's roots in that area. And I think I definitely feel like he's being helped. I, I think he is in a house. I don't think he's in the woods. I think he is being taken care of and he's being hidden. And he has been seen in a white truck. Yes, we did talk about we that before. About that, so we don't know. We don't know anything about that. But the couple of see- people that have who have thought they have seen him say he was in a white truck and it was more than one person who said that. So does he have a vehicle? Did someone loan him a vehicle? Is he being helped by friends, family members? Can you have any fucking friends right now? You'd, be, sur- you'd be surprised. I think you, if you go on there, there's a subreddit that I'm not going to advertise on here that I don't agree with that is aimed towards being supporters of Brian Laundry. All right, Mark, I, I consider you a wonderful friend, but if you like, were to murder your girlfriend by strangulation or any other way in anger and not just by accident. (laughs) 
Right. I would hate that too, people. I don't believe I would want to be friends with you anymore, especially because your girlfriend is one of my really good friends. But even if she wasn't, just why would you want to associate with a person like that? A person who is a liar. There's people that marry serial killers in prison. Oh my God. We need to do a uh, episode about that because you, because you're right. I have read a lot about people that fall madly in love with serial killers. Of That's, course, because they're unavailable men. And you got to think a lot of these people that are, that are, that are raised that way grew up in households that had an unavailable man. And what's the better way to have an unavailable man that one that's in prison? Man, it's fucked up. When you say who would be helping him, I believe there's probably a strong contingency of people who are on his side. I don't know why, but I I, I just feel that way. Here's my my other question, Mark. So before we knew how Gabby was killed, I think you could have a little bit of that, you know, in the very beginning before he like before he even fled or even when he had just fled or whatever, before we knew anything, there was still that little thing that that, okay, he could possibly say it was an accident accident because nobody knew anything, right? Well, now there's no fucking way it was an accident. There's no way you, he, there's, he, I do not know what this man's possible defense could be. Well, you got to look at it as he's a master manipulator. He manipulated Gabby and that's been proven by numerous statements. Now who knows what he is saying to people that are on his side. He's going to have a contingency of people that are going to help him. So, um, Mark, do you know who Ted Williams is? Yeah, he's on Fox News a lot. He's the uh, former D.C. homicide detective that they have come on and talk about cases. After the press conference where the coroner gave the information of the strangulation, I was kind of looking around to see who was talking about what. And I did find this interview with Ted Williams. There was one paragraph that he said that I thought was very interesting. He said, I can tell you what our defense attorneys are going to do in this case. And that is they're going to say, yeah, they were out there in, in that Grand Teton Park. They had a fight. Brian then took off, came back across country. He doesn't know what happened to Gabby. I guarantee you that's going to be the defense in this case. Then why flee? What's going to be his response for fleeing? I think his response is that the world was against him. The case got so much attention and that nobody would believe him. And he needs to quote unquote hide until the truth comes out. What a f- Ooh, fucking ooh. sorry for the swearing. I just I'm very angry. She is wound up. I'm extremely wound up and very, 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 very upset. I just thought we needed to come in and do a bonus episode because we had just finished recording just before the autopsy was uh, to be read in the press conference. So I wanted to come in here and give you guys just a quick bonus episode update because we love hearing from you and we love talking to you. Remember, we do now have an email. You can email us anytime, info at casewatchpodcast.com. Visit us on Facebook. If I can ask everybody just a quick favor, one of the things that helps us grow as a podcast and gets us to a wider audience is reviews. If, if you can go on to Apple Podcasts and just leave us a five-star review, it doesn't matter what you say. You can go ahead and say, you know, Brian needs to drink out of plastic water bottles for all I care. Just the five-star review is what helps us grow to a bigger audience. Yeah, anything. Just put put the word douche, douche bag, douche apple, douche tree with douche apples falling off of it. Laundries are douche, though. You can't, don't say just douche at us. Yeah, don't call us douches. I mean, we've been called worse probably, but whatever. Yes. Uh, I do love the laundry baskets that are being thrown on their lawn, though. That is classic. That's a great one. That is very classic. All right. Uh, we'll get another episode out to you guys later in the week. And Charity, do you have the information on the foundation? I want to make sure we give that out each and every week because yep. it's a great cause. I sure do. So it is now it is just the GabbyPetitoFoundation.org. You can go on over there. They have items that they're selling. You can donate. All of this will go to help the family. So please, everybody, if you can make any donation, that would be fantastic. 
Excellent. All right. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Until then, guys, have a great day. Have a great day. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.